So I wanted to let you know uh, the message this morning is only going to be 10 minutes long. Oh, wait a minute. Fool. April Fool's was yesterday, wasn't it? <laughs> oh, well. Sorry, I got your hopes up. All right, last year, sometime, I don't remember exactly when it was, I shared a couple of messages entitled, Rightly Dividing the Word. And what we were doing there was we were looking at some passages of Scripture that are often misused or misunderstood. And we sought to kind of set the record straight, so to speak, by first pointing out that the Bible is not a collection of sayings, and that you don't just take a verse and lift it up and look at it all by itself. You have to understand that every passage in the Bible is a part of the whole. And that whole is what we call context. And we pointed out how the books of the New Testament are actually letters, And the verses that we have designated in the Bible, these were added many, many, many years after the Bible was written in an effort to make it easier for people to find their way around in the Bible. The point of all this is simply to clarify that each verse in the Bible is a part of a whole. It's not to be lifted up and explained without its context. Because if you do that, you're very likely to misuse it or misunderstand it and therefore not understand the meaning that the writer intended. Now, you've probably heard someone say this or maybe maybe you've said it yourself. Uh, They are dealing with something difficult in their life. Uh, They have a heavy burden uh, something is something that's it's not going away. It's it's something they're living with. It may be something emotional, emotionally painful. It may be physically draining, but it weighs on them, and it's theirs. They have to live with it. They have to deal with it. They think because God has given it to them, and so they say something like this. It's the cross I have to bear. This is my cross I have to bear. Now there's an old hymn that uh, we have sung that we're going to sing just the first verse of it. It's 449 in your hymnal if you want to grab it real quick. We're just going to sing the first verse of it. You probably know it without the hymnal. Must Jesus bear the cross alone and all the world go free? No, there's a cross for everyone and there's a cross for me. 
Those lyrics uh, seem to kind of echo the sentiment that I just described, that we all have a burden to carry, and it's our cross. Now, in most cases, uh, the concept of carrying our cross stems from something Jesus said to his disciples. It's recorded for us in Matthew uh, chapter 16. And quite frankly, it's a very hard saying, which is perhaps why we avoid the true meaning. And here it is. Then Jesus said to his disciples, now I want you to hang on to that word then, Hang on to that. Then Jesus said to his disciples, If anyone wishes to come after me, he must deny himself, take up his cross, and follow me. And on the basis of that single sentence, many people develop the concept that God gives us burdens in life to carry. And that burden is the cross that we must bear. Do we find ourselves carrying burdens in life? Yes, of course. Did God give us these burdens? Maybe. But I would suggest... Well, actually, I would question if they come from God. It's more likely because God gives us free will... And these burdens are a product of our own choices or the choices of others that have affected us. Or they might be the product of our frail physical being, our DNA. But even if they are because God has given them to us, does that mean they, these burdens are the cross that we are to bear? Is that what Jesus meant when he said we need to take up our cross if we're going to follow him. I want to submit to you this morning the answer to that question is no. That is not what he meant. We are to take up a cross if we want to follow him. But just what does that mean? Now that's what we're going to deal with for just a few minutes this morning. Let's go to our Heavenly Father in prayer. Gracious Father, as we come to your word and we read what Jesus has said, indeed it is hard, especially when we truly understand it. But I pray, Father, that you would open our hearts and minds to not only understand this today, but to strive to live it in our lives. And we ask this in Christ's name. Amen. So let's go back to Matthew chapter 16. Then Jesus said, If anyone wishes to come after me, let him deny himself, take up his cross, and follow me. Now remember a little, just a few minutes ago, I told you to hang on to that word, then, now, why? It's because that word then ties what Jesus is about to say 
to something that's already happened. And this is called context. In other words, what Jesus says here doesn't stand alone. It's connected, first of all, to what's something that has just happened. Now here's the bigger picture. Let's back up a little bit to verse 21. From that time, Jesus began to show his disciples that he must go to Jerusalem and suffer many things from the elders and chief priests and scribes and be killed and be raised up on the third day. But Peter took him aside and began to rebuke him, saying, God forbid it, Lord. This shall never happen to you. But then he, meaning Jesus, turned to, and said to Peter, Get behind me, Satan. You are a stumbling block to me, for you are not setting your mind on God's interests, but man's. Peter had his mind focused on earthly things instead of the will and the purposes of God. Peter was focused on fleshly concerns instead of spiritual concerns. Peter was focused on the here and the now instead of the eternal. And you noticed Jesus minced no words. Get behind me, Satan. You are a stumbling block to me, for you are not setting your mind on God's interest, but man's. Now, do you suppose that we are ever guilty of being like Peter? In our humanity, living in this world, dealing with this world, dealing with our physical being, do you suppose we are ever guilty of focusing on man instead of God? Focusing on our interests, our concerns, instead of God's and His purposes. I have no doubt we are all guilty, at least sometimes. And that's what makes this word from Jesus so hard for us. Yet if we truly understand what Jesus is saying, we will understand that while it is hard, it is necessary. Now let's take a little deeper look at what Jesus is saying and see if we can understand the true point of that statement. We'll continue reading. Then Jesus said to his disciples, If anyone come after me, remember, he's just had this confrontation with Peter. Then Jesus says to his disciples, If anyone wishes to come after me, he must deny himself and take his cross and follow me. For whoever wishes to save his life will lose it, but whoever loses his life for my sake will find it. For what will it profit a man if he gains the whole world and forfeits its soul? 
Or what will a man give in exchange for his soul? For the Son of Man is not go- is going to come in glory of his Father with his angels, and will then repay every man according to his deeds. Now, I'm not going to uh, belabor this point today. There is a simple but very hard truth embodied in what Jesus is saying here to his disciples and to us. Okay, now, for just a moment, I want you to try to do this. I want you to try to imagine that you are sitting there with the disciples. You know, leave 2023. Uh, this is hard to do, but, but just try to imagine in your mind that you're actually sitting there with Jesus and the other disciples Are you there? Okay. When he said the cross, when he said take up your cross, what would you be seeing in your mind's eye? What would the cross bring to your mind? Not here in 2023, but right there with those disciples who were sitting with Jesus. When he said, take up your cross, what would have been in your mind? What would you have seen? What would you have thought of? Remember, you're not looking back from here. You're sitting there with the disciples. And Jesus says, take up your cross. What was the cross at that time in history? It wasn't a shiny little thing you hang around your neck. It was a Roman tool of execution. When he said that to the disciples, that's the only thing they would have understood. They're not like us looking back on history. They were there, and the only thing the cross meant to them was that it was a Roman tool of execution. He was telling them... And he is telling us, if you want to follow me, then you're going to have to die. Listen to his words. If you're going to follow me, you must deny yourself. You must take up your cross, your tool of execution. Because whoever wishes to save his life will lose it. But whoever loses his life for my sake will find it. The simple but hard truth is this. To follow Jesus, we must die to ourselves. If we are living for ourselves, we cannot live for Jesus. If we are living for ourselves, we will be focused on the world and what is in the world. The riches, the things, the status, the possessions. And all those things that we are focused on in the world, guess what? 
it'll all disappear when life ends. When you die, you leave it all behind. There is nothing in this world that we can carry into eternity. So yes, we do have a cross to carry. And here is another simple but hard truth. Every day that we walk this earth, we must strive to die to ourselves so that we can be living for Christ. And because we are still walking in our humanity, it is going to be a daily task. A daily task to put our lives on the line for Him. This is hard. We are in our humanity. We live in our flesh. We live in this world. We work. We play. We have families. We have responsibilities. We have things we do. And you can't get around that. But in the midst of all of that, who are you living for? Are you living just for yourself? Or are we living for Him? Because no matter what we do, no matter what we deal with in life, we can deal with it living for Him if He is the focus of our life. We will learn to see Him in the things that we deal with in this world. We will learn to appreciate the blessings that He gives us in this world. And yes, there will be struggles. And there, yes, there will be burdens. There will be difficulties. But all those things will be left behind when we go to be with Him. So it's going to be a daily task because of our humanity. It's easy for us to turn our focus we must always keep our focus on Jesus and live for Him regardless of what is going on in and around our lives. Now, does that mean that we become monks and hide in this cave until Jesus comes? No, as we've described here, we have to live in this world. But we are to remember something else that Jesus said. It's recorded for us in John chapter 17 where Jesus says as he prays to his father he says I have given them your word and the world has hated them because they are not of this world even as I am not of this world I do not ask you to take them out of the world but to keep them from the evil one they are not of the world even as I am not of the world. We are here. We live in this world. But this is not our home. Our world, our true home, our true life is in Christ. 
Yes, we struggle in this world. We struggle with this world. We struggle because of this world. But take heart. This is not our world. We played a song for a prelude a few weeks ago. The lyrics went like this. This is my temporary home. It's not where I belong. Windows and rooms that we're passing through. This is just a stop on my way to where we're going. We're not afraid because we know this is our temporary home. But while we're here, we are to be His shining light for all to see. We are not here to live for ourselves. We are here to live for Him who died for us. Let's pray. Our gracious Father, indeed these words are difficult because of our humanity and how easy it is for us to be focused on us. But Father, give us the strength and give us the will. Open our hearts and minds to what is truly, truly important. The only thing that is eternally important. Help us, Father, to live for you. And we ask it in his Son's name. Amen.